I'm doing well. I made the unfortunate mistake of stepping on a scale for the first time in like a year yesterday. Fool. And now there is a scale available on Craigslist. I mark it as being defective and is probably giving you 20 extra pounds is there a large market for scales on craigslist there i i I can't imagine there is but i'm going to test out the water it's i'm starting a gorilla campaign yeah let me know if you get any bites scales are not the friend of the post-quarantine human no they're they're just simply not uh how 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 are you you got the uh, vaccine shot I did. I got the first shot uh, from the vaccine because of my poor health, which is, you know, I knew it would pay off eventually. <laughs> it was a, an investment in my future, having high blood pressure. You're like, one day this is going to pay dividends. Exactly. That's what my mom always said. She said, make sure your health is shit so that one day you can get a vaccine before everybody else. Ma- ma- mama knows best. It's just wisdom. It's just common wisdom, I'd say. But yeah, so I got my first shot, the Moderna shot, uh, a couple days ago. My arm is a little sore, and I just feel, you know, better than everyone else. And uh, I want to look down on people now. You are you are markedly superior now. I, I look better. I'm taller. I'm stronger. I have much more money. It's magic. And And you have a fully robust beard that nobody can see. It's true. I grew this beard for the podcast, which seems in retrospect like a poor choice. Yeah. Well, <laughs> namely because you should have always had one. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I should. For those listening at home, my beard over the quarantine has gone from classy business beard to proto hipster beard to soon to be aging sea captain. I've got gray creeping in on the sides. And yeah, it's it's not a good look. Well, it was odd about two weeks before the TikTok uh, phenomenon for sea shanties. That you were singing them around your apartment when we would Zoom, and we were very confused. Well, you know, I have a wheelie chair, and if, why would you have a wheelie chair if you're not going to sing sea shanties and row around your apartment? <laughs> Come on, guys. That's, that's just normal. All right. Go On is a show where we invite people from all walks of life to come in and tell us a story. The question is whether the story is true or if it is false. It'll be up to Ted and I to figure out whether it's true or false. We're going to ask a lot of questions. We're going to go off on some tangents. And eventually, one of us will be right. Guaranteed. 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 Even if we both choose the same thing, we will be right. All right. So this week's topic, uh, for that, we're going to go to our producer, Gregory Ryan Jr. Gregory, come out of your chamber of pain. Hello. uh, Yes, uh, the chamber of pain is great today. Uh, I'm getting pins in my back. Uh, I think that's called acupuncture, but for me, that's the uh, biggest uh, fear in my life. Not the way we do it. It's not called that. Is spending a weekend at a spa? Well, when it's acupuncture, yeah. I don't uh, don't like needles. Uh, I will take all the acupuncture that Greg doesn't want. I love it. Oh, well, there we go. Great. Uh, Speaking of acupuncture... And uh, Needles, this week's theme is Don't Stab Me, Bro. (laughs) Don't Stab Me, Bro. Don't Stab Me, Bro. 
Okay. Oh, I, well, which is what that... I tell the acupuncturist every time. Uh, and when I go for the vaccine, I will probably tell them, don't stab me, except I would like the vaccine. So we're going to have a problem. Well, you want them to like just rub it on your face? I don't yeah. think it works that way. Do you want them to like stab you in the butt, though, with the vaccine? Like it's like an old-timey shot? Yeah, while you're there, you might as well get some HGH, you know, bulk up. Beach season's coming. At, at least your butt's a little fleshier, right? Well, mm. now. Ah. Mm. <laughs> So my scale, X scale says. So don't stab me, bro. The first thing that comes to mind is, I, I forget what the person was protesting, was the guy who was, yelled, don't tase me, bro, in some sort of governmental hearing. I remember that making the rounds probably about a decade ago. Uh, Edward, do you have any experience being stabbed? I don't have any experience being stabbed, namely because I think that requires a level of dedication that um you don't see very what often. i feel as though like a slash i've definitely like unintentionally like cut myself or slash myself but like to stab something i feel like like or to be stabbed requires just a level of a dedicated animosity that you, you i just don't experience in my everyday life well it could be dedicated animosity or it could be like accidental you know a kid running with scissors could easily stab someone in the eye that's why they recommend that children don't do that. This week's episode is brought to you by Not Running With Scissors. And Big Crayola. Big, you know what? I've had it up to here with Big Crayola. They think they're so fucking hot with their factory. By the way, there is, uh, near where my parents live, a huge Crayola crayon factory. Great place to go with kids. My nieces love it. Give us money, Crayola. <laughs> I want Big Scissors and Big Crayola to sponsor this show forever. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, uh, so being stabbed, I have no experience being stabbed. I don't think I've stabbed anyone unless I've had significant periods of blacking out. I've stabbed many a cut of beef in my life. So, yeah, don't don't stab me, bro. Don't stab me, bro. This sounds like it's going to be more intense than any of our previous stories. But there really is a very small sample size. Unless the story is Bill Clinton at an amusement park stabbing Snoop Dogg. This will not be like our previous stories. But then we also have to like wonder whether we are like somebody is confessing to maybe a murder or an attempted murder on the show. Yeah, what's our legal like do we have to report our guest to the authorities if he confesses to a crime on the show? So this week's guest, Gregory, do you want to introduce this week's guest? I think that uh I think that Ted should do it. That's true. Ted, you should introduce our guest. All right. Uh, this uh, the gentleman joining us today is Victor Murr. Uh, he and I uh, served together on the uh, USS San Antonio. Um, we spent um, many a days um, in each other's company as sailors do on ships. <laughs> that can be taken so many ways. Uh, one time, a photo that we took together got um, had to get taken off of Facebook. Or else we were going to get in trouble with our chain of command. Okay, that's a story I want to hear sometime. And uh, it, it could be the thumbnail. And uh, so he he and I met. We were in the same division on the USS San Antonio. He was a, a CTT, which meant that he had to do all the maintenance. And I was a CTR, which meant that I got to spend my time in an air-conditioned room. Um, which, you know, it was it was so rough, you know. Oops. I know that, I know you had a really rough time, you know, being in Italy with the Navy. Those sangrias were not going to serve themselves. He's still in the Navy. Uh, he's stationed in Virginia. 
And I have no idea why he is coming at us with Don't Stab Me, bro. Well, welcome, Victor. Thank you for your service. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's a pleasure to be on this uh, great podcast, guys. Oh, awesome. Well, you are our third guest. We are constantly getting into uh, the nitty-gritty of making this show. I, for one, looking into your face, looking deeply into your eyes, know that you are a horrible liar, and so I know your story is false. That is what I'm calling right now. I, I should have mentioned this in the um, in the intro. Victor is actually from the shady city of Sacramento, the seedy underbelly of California. And so I'm going to go with that this story must be true because everybody gets stabbed in Sacramento. I think I have that t-shirt. Like, Ithaca is gorgeous. Everybody gets stabbed in Sacramento. It's, it, it's true. <laughs> like Gavin Newsom, six times. Six times. Yeah. That's what you get for being governor. You don't want to know what mm -hmm. uh, Governor Brown's record is. All right. Well, welcome, Victor. Thank you. Thank you. How's it doing uh, down in Virginia down there? That's uh, great. But um, before we get this started, I just want to make a little disclaimer that uh, since I am active uh -oh. duty, <laughs> nothing I say is affiliated with the Navy or their views of anything. So this is my life and it's actually before the Navy. So just want to throw it out there. That's that's a, a good disclaimer. I'd also like to remind everybody that nothing we do here is financial advice. <laughs> and this is infotainment. But yes, no, we, we do not see you as a representative of the U.S. Navy. We see you as a representative of Victor Murr. Thank you. <laughs> I'd appreciate that. All right. Well, uh, would you like to tell us your story? So once upon a time, this is over uh, Orangevale, California. This is about 2008. I had a buddy, kind of shady. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, I was over at his house or his apartment. And it wasn't like a great apartment. There was kind of like, you know, a little empty lot next door and there's just all kinds okay. of like trash or whatever and he's just like come over bro and i was like all right sounds good and i went to his place and we had a couple adult beverages and i was standing on the porch with him and i keep hearing throughout the night don't stab me bro so it's like you don't really hear Wait, nothing. this is like a thing that's occurred multiple times oh, yeah. through the night oh yeah yeah it was just you know off in the distance he was on the second the longest floor. hold up in history <laughs> <laughs> just like like a Mexican standoff of a guy with a knife and a guy just like, don't, don't stab me for six hours. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. No. Go oh, on. Go on. So um, <laughs> he lives on the second story of this apartment complex, whatever. And so we're just out there and we just hear, you know, it wasn't serious. You know, you just kind of hear like, don't stab me, bro. Don't stab me, bro. So like we didn't think nothing of it. And then, so we're sitting there. We're, really? Yeah. You didn't think anything of someone like, saying, don't stab me, bro? It's sacramental. It was friendly. It's it was friendly. It, it, what, what qualifies as a friendly don't stab me? Like, <laughs> don't stab me, bro. Hey, don't stab me, bro. Yeah, he didn't sound scared, all right? So it like, okay. it, was a, it could have been set to an A major key. So therefore, like, you know, it, it sounded okay. Oh, was it set to like a sick beat? Uh, now just kind of like... Did it, did it sound like the hook of a song? Uh, that's a real question. It was very acapella, so I couldn't tell you if there was okay. a beat. So. Like, Anna Kendrick All was right. in the background of Pitch Perfect. Like. <laughs> <laughs> was it Anna Kendrick saying this? Uh, no, too masculine. Too masculine. She's very versatile. Yeah. She's a really good actress. She, she has range. Yeah. She, she could play, like, a Cali skeezy. This episode brought to you by Anna Kendrick. <laughs> Thanks, Anna. We've got some great new sponsors today. <laughs> yes, we do. I'll send them a bill later. <laughs> mm. Don't think it's how that works, but okay. <laughs> anyway, so Anna Kendrick was outside your house singing the Don't Stab Me Bro song. 
Go on. All right, so Don't Stab Me Bro song was playing. And, uh, you know, <laughs> it was kind of, it was, it was on and off throughout the night. And then uh, me and my buddy eventually went outside off of his porch and went downstairs. And there's like a scuffle going on. And so it was the same person that's been saying, don't stab me, bro. You don't really think nothing of so, it at the time. So you don't think anything of it. But then you also think, let's go and investigate the potential stabbing on our own. Well, we kind of went outside to like, I don't know. We left. It was like years ago. We you were up to no good. <laughs> Maybe, but like I said, you I were out disclaimer. to do some mischief. <laughs> he was out to do okay. some like <laughs> he was out to do some dancing with the sharks, <laughs> jazz step. You know, is that, a, is that a thing you can do in Sacramento? Shark dancing? Yeah, they got aquariums. <laughs> Fair enough. Sounds fun. So you go outside. You see a little scuffle. There's a fight club happening outside of his apartment. Yep, and that's when we uh, recognize there's the same person saying, don't stab me, bro. And at this time, he was bear-hugging somebody from behind. I guess they were bros. And uh, he was holding a samurai sword. <laughs> the, dude <in> the, <laughs> the, the dude in the front was holding the samurai sword. And he was like, you know, stop fucking holding on to me. Like, let go and shit like that. And the guy behind that was bear-hugging. He was just like, don't stab me, bro. Don't stab me, bro. And was then, Thorn wow. side by Randy Johnson. Uh, I, I cannot confirm or deny that. And this sounds a lot like a deleted scene from Kill Bill Part 1 or 2. Was it Will Ferrell or uh, John T. Riley from Step Brothers? Mm. It was not. It was not. It was actually like trashy little ghetto white guys <laughs> that were just in Orangeville, California. Who just happened to be bear hugging with samurai swords, yeah. as you do in Sacramento on a normal day. Was it like a plastic uh, samurai sword that like kids have? I mean, I wasn't sure at first. Kids then... have? <laughs> You've never had, like, the plastic? What children do you know who have samurai swords? I said a plastic samurai sword. Oh, plastic. Oh, you know, sorry. like, those, like, I, that, cheap that's ones? That's on me. That where we are all, like, when we all watched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and we all had, like, those, like, really yes, cheap. Yes, yes, yes. I, for one, had a proton pack because I was more of a Ghostbusters kid, but I did like the Ninja Turtles. And I had a pirate sword from outside of Pirates of the Caribbean in Disney. Listen, I mean... That's that's a good investment for personal safety and style. So you saw two men, one bear hugging the other, one holding a samurai sword. And I'm assuming you thought nothing of it because it looked like a friendly bear hug with a samurai sword. Go on. <laughs> yeah, so it seemed friendly at first. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> And uh, the guy in the front, you know, he was holding it like traditionally a samurai would. And then uh, he got like a little look in his eye when he looked back at his buddy and he flipped it. He looked between his legs and thrust it down into the calf of the guy that was bear hugging him. So no! Bro, <laughs> bro got stabbed. <laughs> wow. That was, and it was a fairly polite request that was denied. You know, he shouldn't, he didn't use the ma magic word. That's the reality if, of it. If, if he, he just said, said please. please Maybe he wouldn't have gotten stabbed. So you watched a stabbing with a samurai sword on the streets of Sacramento. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so did you guys go, well, that's their problem, and then go off to cause mischief elsewhere? Or was there, did you call 911? It was one of those things where it's like, he pulled it out of the dude's calf, and we're like, oh shit, it just got real. And then we're like, do we need to call anybody? And the dude was like, no, it's okay, we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> so it really was a friendly stabbing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's in a clause of our friendship. Like we're allowed to have occasional stabbings 
it's it was proportional to previous stabbings he'd done to the other guy. He knew getting into this friendship what we were about. Like, listen, they're just two bros into hugging and stabbing. Everybody's got to have a hobby. Sometimes at the same time. Oh yeah, listen, multitasking. Did you get the sense at all that they were maybe the same person, but with split personalities, like in Fight Club? I mean, I don't know how I'd see that. <laughs> then that's probably a no. I'm going to go with a no on that one. But yeah, okay, shit. So what happened next? After he pulled it out and they said, you know, we're friends and all that, we're like, all right. And we went back to the fortune, had more adult beverages. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, but who said wow. it? Did the victim say that? Or did the uh, perpetrator say that? Like, don't worry, we're friends. I feel like it was kind of in sync, you know? <laughs> One of them was like, oh, it's okay. And then one was like, my bad. <laughs> what was the interaction between the two gentlemen after the stabbing? Did the guy turn around and keep stabbing? Or did he go like, there, I've done my stab? Uh, he kind of looked like, you know when a dog takes a shit on the carpet and it kind of looks at you like, I fucked up? It was one of those. Uh... Yeah, he instantly regretted it. <laughs> I imagine his friend regretted it more, but you know. He was a champ. Like, he just literally walked it off. <laughs> it just blows my mind that they had been having that problem for hours of just negotiating whether or not stabbing would occur in the streets of Sacramento. And further, there was a full-on samurai sword in the streets of Sacramento for hours, and nobody called the cops. Well, it was kind of like an apartment complex, so... It's not like oh, there's no laws see. there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's survival of the Cops fittest. just walk by, they're like, out of my jurisdiction, man. Would <laughs> love to help that guy. social Darwinism. <laughs> well, that's that's crazy. That's crazy. Wow. Well, I'm checking Sacramento off of my places to vacay after pandemic goes down. You know, there's one stabbing 12 years ago with a katana, and... The whole city is ruined. Yeah, you know, that does seem like a bit of a dual standard when, like, I have shootings in front of my apartment building. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm not going to Sacramento. There was this one guy with a samurai sword one time. Your Honor, ladies and gentlemen, the jury, we're friends. Bros, bros. Not guilty. Yeah. That is, I, that is a defense that you don't hear enough in criminal cases. Did you murder this man? I couldn't have murdered him. He's my friend. Oh, well... Yes, did I decapitate him? Yes, I did. But as a friend. Did you ever find out what it was about, Victor? Like, the, the stabbing? No, definitely not. You know, as soon as they pulled out, they said they're good. We're like, time to go. And we rolled out. So, like, it wasn't after, like, uh, Sacramento tourism shirts. Yeah, I, I would buy that shirt. <laughs> Don't stab me, bro. Welcome to Sacramento. That's going to be available in our Etsy <laughs> gift shop. For go on. We'll see if we can get Anna Kendrick to post a picture of that uh, t-shirt on her Instagram page. Yeah, it will be a promo ad. It will be like one of those weird ads on Instagram. She is directly involved with this story. I'm assuming Anna Kendrick was the person who turned and stabbed the, the friend, right? She must have been. Do we even know where Anna Kendrick was in 2008? Like, what was her alibi? Could you identify Anna Kendrick as that person? We can't account for all of her time in 2008. Yeah. There's no proving that she was not in Sacramento stabbing friends with katanas. She was in the Twilight series. 2008 would be the Twilight series. Which is mm. close enough. That's Northwest. Northwest Coast, right? I've never seen the Twilight series, so. I know there's werewolves and there's vampires. And then there. And I know I expected. Isn't there like a baby who ate its way out of somebody's torso or something? 
I maybe I'm I just remember hearing like something really horrible, like a baby eating its way out of somebody's body, and I was like, that doesn't sound like teen literature at all. Uh, it appears that filming occurred in Oregon and Pasadena, California. So okay. could have easily, she easily there. made a flight. Yeah, she. I mean, I'm sure she had a car, and yeah, a flight. She probably could afford a flight if she was in the, that movie series. So Anna Kendrick, going but based purely on the evidence, Anna Kendrick flew down from Oregon to Sacramento, went to the hood, got a samurai sword. Actually, she well, she probably couldn't have flown with a samurai sword. So she got the samurai sword in Sacramento. We know this to be true. Then got involved in a six-hour bear hug battle with her friend and then stabbed him. As friends do. Friendly stabbing. It was a casual. I rest my case. Now, I'm just a simple country lawyer, but <laughs> sounds like we have a case here. Yeah, actually, turns out the theme of this episode is Anna Kendrick. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, Victor, have you ever been stabbed, though? Uh, no. And I have to say, like, this doesn't seem to be, like, a stabbing, but, like, what I was saying about a slash. No, no, it right? was deep penetration. <laughs> okay, yeah. It wasn't a cut. It was, like, no, just... lodged in there. Yep. Oh. What? Deep penetration. Eek. Wait. How much blood was there? Uh, there wasn't that much until he pulled the sword out. <laughs> ah, that's how they get you. You keep the sword in, you're fine. I, I, I do revel in just making our producer cringe. That's one of the delights of Zoom, is just watching him really, really hate what's happening on this podcast. In his chamber of pain. And knowing that he's going to have to listen to it three times over. That is the chamber of pain. Ted, do you have other questions about this story? Um, I do, actually. Um, did you hear anything throughout the rest of the night? No, it got real quiet. So I guess after he didn't, you know, <laughs> listen to him about don't stab me, bro. It's just like the conversation was over. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, that doesn't sound like a conversation that really has much further to go. Especially once the stabbing has occurred. Then you move into the why did you stab me, bro phase of the conversation. Which usually can be a little quieter, I think. How is his samurai stance? Like, like, was it a good stance? Did he seem like he knew what he was doing? Or did he just seem like somebody who watched too much anime? Well, his uh, stance was a little staggered because he was currently being bear-hugged when it happened. But I think there was potential. I don't think he just went to a pawn shop and, like, picked up a sword or anything like that. I, I feel like he practices. <laughs> really, really useful skill in Sacramento, California in 2008 is samurai sword skills. He was getting ready for the Great Recession. I would be worried that he was about to, like, commit seppuku and just disembowel himself in front of his friend. Glad he didn't do that. Not recommended. Yeah, okay, samurai sword. What were they wearing? I don't remember. It was just, like, t-shirts and, like, uh, was it, like, basketball shorts. Were they wearing sandals? Were they wearing, did they have enough arch supports? <laughs> I do not know. <laughs> what kind of music did it look like they listened to? Do they look like easy listening guys? Do they do they look like they might like folk? Well, <laughs> I feel like they are probably uh, real big in Eminem. Yeah, well, I don't that's know. white guys for you. Seems yeah, like as though they might be a couple of uh, juggalos. Like they, uh... <laughs> whoop, whoop. you know, this does make a lot of sense with juggalos. ICP would totally be behind stabbing your friend with the samurai sword, and then being perfectly I'm pretty okay sure that's it. a lyric in one of their songs. <laughs> Okay, uh, and then my most important question that I feel like has to be asked: What were you? What were these adult beverages you were drinking? What were you drinking? Just beer. What kind of beer? Coors Light. Come on. 
Okay, that checks out. That is a beer. Is it though? So far, were the mountains blue yet? Uh, not yet. They didn't have that like little feature oh. on the cans in 2008. As long as you're not drinking room temperature Coors Light, that's disgusting. They would have been blue if it was now. You know, they had the feature <laughs> yeah. on the can. <laughs> All right. Wow. So before the last market crash, or I guess the last one was last year, but before the Great Recession, people were stabbing friends willy-nilly in Sacramento. I feel like I learn something every day. Ted, do you feel like you've made a determination on whether this story is true or false? I I think I have, and um, I'm going to go with, I might switch it up and go with false. Mm. Because I feel as though, like, my friend Victor would be an upright citizen and call the authorities on an assault that took place. And if not, you know, um, he should disclose that on his polygraph. Uh, for the Navy. The Navy is not involved with the story. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, while, if it's a lie, I think that the lie is that he was the guy stabbing his friend in a friendly way. <laughs> but I think that, I think that having seen all the evidence, even though I did judge his soul based purely on his face, I think it's true. I think this is a true story. Uh, Jeff, I would like to ask which story you believe is true, the one that you've made up about Anna Kendrick or the one that Victor may or may not have made up? They are one and the same story, Gregory. One and the same. All right. I have the passion of a QAnon supporter with Anna Kendrick flew down from Oregon to stab a friend with a samurai sword. That's just, don't show me evidence. I won't look at it. And then stopped at a Pizza Hut. Well, yeah. What else? What, what else are you going to do in Sacramento? <laughs> Although I'm, I'm... I hope she got stuffed crust. Yeah. There's really no other reason for going to Pizza Hut if you're not going to... Well, there were great reasons to go to Pizza Hut. I remember when I was a kid, I don't know if they still do this, they had a pizza buffet. You ever go to that fucking thing? All oh, the time. God. That was just heaven for a child. An all-you-can-eat pizza buffet? For like pizza $10. Dollars. It was like a salad bar, but pizza. These are the things that my sheltered... Yeah, you never got this because you grew up in New York. Yeah, my sheltered New York City childhood deprived me of, like, pizza, pizza Hut buffet bars. Pizza Hut, please send us money. Or just pizza. One thing I find deeply distressing is that there is, like, no Pizza Hut in New York. There's a couple of, like, Taco Bell Pizza Huts, but there's no Pizza Huts. And there's no Pizza Huts that were delivered to my house. And I want Pizza Hut pizza. Little Caesars is good, not as good. Nobody out pizzas the hut. Give us money. Give us money. <laughs> we need it. After Guys, we are gift. three episodes in, and I am selling out. <laughs> selling out. We have one stock market dip, and we are selling out. <laughs> Yo, the stock market dipped a lot last week. Pizza Hut, bail me out. Come on, Pizza Hut. You're like, we know you got the money. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, the pizza. I, I question for you, Victor. Unrelated to the story, is it true that Ted's nickname in the Navy was Silver Spoon? Uh, for me, it was Big Spoon, but I don't know about the rest. Of the <laughs> <laughs> you get lonely, all right. <laughs> well, as long as the Big Spoon isn't being stabbed by the Little Spoon, which. There is precedent for, at least in this podcast. It could happen. Sometimes it did. Well, I guess now it's time for us to find out, Victor, is this story true or is this story false? Drum roll. 
It is 100% true. <laughs> Woo! I am O for like, I am one for three on this. Yeah, no, I, I am, uh, I'm very confident in my abilities to guess these stories. You, sir, have lost. You have lost. That's... Put on the cone of shame, Edward. Okay. Put fine. on the cone of shame. Uh, I don't want to. It's a podcast, Jeff. No one can see him. They can see. They can feel the dancing of the cone of shame, man. Well, Victor, for for beating one of us, you now are rewarded with a cardboard box filled with feral cats. And, oh, uh, and blue M&Ms. And blue M&Ms. So, and the first t-shirt from our new line of merch, including the Don't Stab Me Bro, Everyone Gets Stabbed in Sacramento clothing line. You will get no credit. You get no money. You take all the money, you get a t-shirt. We just stole your intellectual property right out of you. I would like to put out there that uh, just in the interest of fairness, Anna Kendrick, you are more than welcome to come on the show and defend yourself against these spurious accusations of you stabbing a man with a samurai sword in Sacramento. If you I, have one, the courage. That that's a true story. To face the truth. Yeah. Do but. you have the courage to stand up to these accusations, Anna? Also, please send us money. <laughs> <laughs> also, Pitch Perfect was um, the number one requested movie on our deployment to the... Um, oh, really? Yeah. That, that surprises me. Marines could not get enough of watching Pitch Perfect. To to the point where what? the to the point where the captain of the ship reduced like made it a rule that you could we could only watch Pitch Perfect once a day. This blows my mind. Wait, they had a rule yeah. in the Marines that you could only watch Pitch Perfect once a day. Yeah. What are you doing overseas? <laughs> what, what is happening over there? Are you launching missiles while like Singing along to movies? Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> I guess the village people had the Navy 100% right. Jeez. <laughs> All this time, I thought that that was ridiculous. No, they were. But you're over there watching acapella movies. It's 100% true. <laughs> <laughs> the, the village Check people knew what they were talking about. Forged by the sea, men. Wow. Well, uh, Victor, I am. I am really gobsmacked by this story and I am a little horrified that you didn't call the police even though they were friends and stabbing friends. So you're a monster, but thank you for coming on the show. Uh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. No comment. <laughs> well, Ted, what did we learn this week? Um, I learned don't go to Sacramento. I learned that um, my if I do something terrible in front of my friend Victor, that I won't have the cops called on me, which... Suppose it's something that's useful to know. Yeah, that is useful. And I don't know, what did you learn this week? I learned that Anna Kendrick is a violent criminal <laughs> who is on the lam and needs to be brought to justice. And that the Navy loves Pitch Perfect. I also learned, I learned a lot about friendship. And you know, it's not really about money you make or the businesses you build. It's about the friends you stab along the way. I believe you've killed Victor. Uh, I know our audience cannot see him, but he is taking off his headphones because he is laughing too hard at the absurd things coming out of Jeff's mouth. They just all check out. That's the crazy part. I also learned that Pizza Hut is the best pizza company in the whole world. 
thank you, Pizza Hut, in advance for the money. <laughs> Unless another pizza company wants to send us money, in which case, fuck Pizza Hut. Yeah, in which case, CC's, my boy. <laughs> Sabaros, thank you for employing me in college. Ray's famous or Ray's almost famous. I think the original Ray's, I, I think that might, might have actually closed. They <laughs> all say original Ray's because they're all imposters. Uh, this is something that Victor probably doesn't know anything about. There is a pizza, I, I would say it's a chain, but I'm not even sure they're affiliated with each other. There's just a million Ray's pizzas in New York. They're all the original famous Ray's, but like almost none of them. It's just, it's just silly. It's anarchy. We need to do an expose on Ray's pizzas. There should be a zoning law in New York City because that's what New York City needs is more zoning laws about like the number of raised pizzas. Well, Victor Murr, we are delighted to have had you here. Uh, you are now added to our wall of fame here at Go On Studios. You will have a portrait and a bust made out of cast iron, which will be polished every day and fed little cookies to keep it from being hungry. I'd like to thank my co-host, Ted McAnulty, I am Jeffrey Allen Murphy, and I want to say special thanks to our creative team, Will Cotton, Josh Hackett, Adam Raw Plummer, Gregory Ryan Jr., and of course, our producing partner, Fire Escape Creations. So, until next time, go on. Well, uh... I think that's it, right? Yeah.